Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today we're listening to Seosin by Seosin. Self-titled, but I, I feel like we're, we're doing like a, uh, a, a self-titled, self-titled season broken up with like some kind of Monster of the Week type episodes, right. but the main arc of, of our current trajectory is self-titled albums. Yeah, it's like, what's the... Uh... What's the that thing that that lady did where she cooked? It was like 365 days, and she cooked yeah, Ju- a Julia Child's <laughs> meal. Right, Julie and Julia, I think. Yeah, we're doing that, but with music and less cool. Uh, <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> so, this is the 2006 release by Seosin. It is the... The album with a black scarab on it. Okay, there we go. Um, so scarab is like an Egyptian bug, right? I think so. I think generally you see them like in a lot in Egyptian lore. It'd be funny if they were like not Egyptian at all, and it's like just they put it in the Mummy movie because it looked cool. Right. That's yeah. I sort of know it like mostly from the Mummy and also like the various Scooby Doo's that took place in uh, Egypt. Yeah. Um, so this is the first full-length release Seosin album, and the vocalist on this album is not the original vocalist, and he never lived it down. Okay. So that's the worst thing I think I can say about any, like, quote-unquote Seosin fans, because gotcha. I'm sure you feel the same way. The vocal uh-huh. performance on this record is fucking insane. Fantastic. I love the vocals, yeah. Is, so is this Anthony Green? This is not Anthony Green. See, that's so what An- I mean. Okay. He'll, he's, gotcha. he'll never live it down. That's crazy. Anthony Green yeah. was on one five-song EP. Really? And this guy Damn. did fucking... <laughs> the rest of The Zayos rest of it? <laughs> that's fu- not even an out, just, a, just an EP, too, like... Uh, recently, Seosin has put out a new record with Anthony Green as the vocalist. Okay, because I was gonna say on like their Spotify page, yeah, you know, like, it's they Anthony. Have, like, a it's Anthony photo. Green. I was like, damn, I have a warped sense of who I think Anthony Green is because I that guy really <laughs> looked like him to me. Yeah, no, he is like I think he's now technically the current Seosin vocalist. Okay, Again. that's crazy. So that's funny. Yeah, they wrote Translating the Name, which is that first like EP with the the Seven Years song that everybody okay. knows. The one that's like, Kaku taking on! That one? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but then everybody was like, that's Seosin. Put a fucking stamp on it, dude, and shipped it. That's funny. And was, I feel like... Was like, like Cole uh, fucking <coughs> Robertson or whatever his name is. Who exactly? <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, I feel like this. So 2006, you said. I feel like this is a time in like scene music where. Sorry, Reber. I. Huh. Reber. Rebeer. R e b e r. Cove. Reber. There we go. Um, I knew his name but, was Cove. It's kind of kind of sick, um, but like a time where 
these are class. This is like a classic album, and yeah. I know that like Seosin is pretty like important, but I feel like I got into this world of music around like 2007, meeting you. Yeah, and at the age of like 13, 14. To to go back a year in music feels like kind of a lot. Yeah, you feel so, you feel like you missed it. Like that scene doesn't I, exist anymore. Exactly. So I think kind of Seosin as a whole, and especially like this album, this this year of yeah. music in general, I feel like a weird like. Okay, I'm like familiar with this, I guess, but I can't really claim it as my own, even though I really could have. They were probably still touring on the album. Yeah, with, like without a doubt, they they yeah. toured like. A lot of songs on this record are like undoubtedly Seosin's largest songs. Yeah. Like Voices, totally. You're Not Alone are like uh-huh. two of the biggest songs that this band ever did. For sure. But it's just like, you know. The yeah. <laughs> as the second vocalist for this band, you'll you'll fucking never live it down. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. And, but it didn't help that Anthony Green went on to start Circa Survive, which also ends mm-hmm. up being like a, a huge band and a gigantic influence in the scene. Yeah. Like, people get the fucking... The the, bo- the hot air balloon from the album right, tattooed right. on their arm, like, all the time. Uh-huh. It's funny, like... Sometimes I I wonder like I guess you only you only ever get a tattoo of a band if you really like the band but it's it's definitely like bonus points when there's like a cool art element right. and then it's like oh this is just a sick design anyway and I like this so like uh but uh yeah that's cool so uh yeah it's they have such an interesting history at the beginning because it's like Seosin like had had like a really weird time getting off the ground. Yeah. They um Sorry, this second song was so fucking loud. Um <laughs> So they formed in like 2003, right? Uh-huh. Wrote that first record and then yeah. I think they probably Logic would dictate that they toured on that for about a year. Probably. Anthony Green leaves. 2005, they put out an EP with Cove. Okay. 2006, they put out this entire record. Gotcha. So, like... Okay. The band is, like, sort of, like... But it's it. they're in, like, a weird vertigo. From yeah, like, like one of those from like kind 2004 of to like 2006, they're in like this weird like bands like, like a in public limbo. forming and shaping, right? Interesting. And and then Circus Survive is already taking off. Oh wow! Okay. Like by the time they put out the their first weird. full length, Circus uh-huh. Survive is already pretty big. Dope, dude. That's funny. So yeah, so Anthony Green's like just. Everybody really likes him. I think he's had, like, multiple vocal surgeries or something like that. He's just singing, like, oh, wow. wrong. <laughs> That's funny. He's like... Dude, this song... <clears throat> oh, yeah, you go? No, go for it. You can... I've just been steamrolling you for, like, 20 minutes now. All right. This uh, this song, especially, like, the opening, like, guitar bit and the... Uh, 
the chorus melody. Yeah. Really, rem- I, I, I so constantly talk about Neck Deep, but there's this one Neck Deep song that, oh no, my, my, my devices just betrayed me and started playing to my phone instead of my laptop. Annoying. Uh, but, um, there's this one Neck Deep song on their, not the album that just came out like last week, but, yep. uh, their album from like a couple years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, that it, it feels like it's, they like kind of ripped off. It's so simple. Uh, their song is called Don't Wait, featuring Sam Carter from Architects. Oh, that's funny that it it then, like, features a guy from a metal band. And they're, like... Yeah, right? They're, like, kind of ripping off, like, a post-hardcore song. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... This so- this album is, like... I kind of retroactively, like, listened to the entire album. Yeah. Um... When I was, like, really listening to everything, that, like, when I was keeping up heavy with this scene in, like, mm-hmm. 2000, whatever, 8 through 10, when I was yeah. keeping up heavy with this, like, post-hardcore scene, I knew, like, Voices and mm-hmm. uh, You're Not Alone, which are, like, the two big songs off this, but I never really listened yeah. to the whole record because at the time, I was way more into, like, Under Oath. And like, right? Uh, the as cringe as it is, I wore the sweatshirt for like two years. Uh, Sleeping with sirens, right? Stuff like that. Uh huh. Stuff that it is. Stuff that like uh, strayed to the heavier side of like post hardcore. Gotcha. Even though like I was get- Sleeping with sirens is like kind of whiny. There, that early stuff is like pretty heavy. Yeah, I feel that. It's funny, I feel like that happens a lot to me where I'm kind of like, there's like, uh, you know, I, I guess just exactly what you explained where there's like kind of a big band that's actually really cool and then I like kind of just check in and out but like more my guys are like some other poppier kind of thing that I'm following and then I'm kind of like later in life being like, oh, I should have paid atten- more attention to that other thing that was really sick too. Right. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I fully feel that. That's what happened with this. I don't think I actually rediscovered this album until, mm-hmm. like, 2017. I was going to say, I feel like around that time I could imagine you, like, being like, dude, I'm listening to, like, this kind of thing again, and it's super-duper sick. Yeah, I, I like, kind of, like, I follow the trends with everybody for a few years. Uh, yeah when we were all listening to, like, the same kind of, like, pop-punk and stuff like that. There was even some Uh of that pop-punk stuff that I was, like, not about. Yeah, for sure. But then I was like, let me recheck some of this older stuff, see if it, like, really holds up or if it was just, like, kind of the scene. And Uh if we're talking about albums specifically, this very much holds up. It really does. This is I just a like really this... good, like, rock record. Yeah. To- it's pretty timeless feeling. Like, if you told me this came out in, like, 2009, 2010, I was I was thinking... <clears throat> I, I Voices is very good, though. That, that one's on for me right now. Such a sick chorus. With the, with the lead under the... Yeah. The fucking 
chorus melody, yeah, it just totally. rips. You're it's like, like you know, it makes you kind of like do this a little bit, but also like you're kind of yeah, like, like fully. You give yeah. you give it like you give it like the the sideways bob a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. You give it like <laughs> the guitar player for the story so far, circa 2010 <laughs> yes. on stage. Uh huh. <laughs> that's still the only. That's the only way I dance in general. <laughs> Catch me at the club dancing like the guitarist from Story So Far, circa 2011. <laughs> um, Dude, but... this note that he hits at the end of Voices, <laughs> uh huh, just screaming. Yeah, unreal. <clears throat> um, but this this album and this song specifically really made me think of um, because it's more more my reference point. I guess something I'm more familiar with is that. Uh, our last night in general, I guess, because that's kind yeah. of my like post-hardcore kind of hub where I kind of branch off of and reference the most. Yeah, we but, should do um, that record soon. The Ghost Among Us. Yeah. What's the one with? Is that the Ghost Among Us is with Escape, right? Yeah. What's the next one? We will all evolve. We will all evolve. So voices reminded me a lot of We Will All Evolve. Oh, okay. Like the one with like elephants on it and like uh, yeah across the ocean. Right, and then into this, yeah, voices into this one really gave me that vibe because yeah. like, the Ghost Among Us is is way is heavy. It, like, it's heavy. It's like fast and like techy. Yeah, yeah, it's like techy and thrashy and a lot of screaming and it's very aggressive. But like, voices is very melodic, even on that kind of heavy side. And then Finding Home is almost like a a post hardcore val- ballad kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like, uh, I, and I almost feel like this album, because like I said, it reminds me more of uh, the, sorry, the second Our Last Night album. Yeah. Um, that the, the Seosin is, is really far ahead, because this album is already ahead of The Ghost Among Us, and it's like, you know, just time chronologically. Yeah. But then it's almost even more the sound of that second album, so it's like, really paving the way for the scene like four or five years ahead of time for, for from my reference point i agree i i think this did a lot for the uh the scene at yeah. the time uh, um, i feel like my big seosin thing that i can that i always think of when i think of them is that one video with the guitar flips yeah he does like seven guitar flips in a row that's yeah he does that during one of these songs coming up was their close okay, oh it cool. was the end of you're not alone dope that's how they used to close with you're not alone because it was like a like a suicide prevention song oh cool so it was like a uh, it was like a statement piece the so one thing that's worth noting when uh-huh. they started this band the mm-hmm. proprietor of the band, uh, Bo Burchell, okay, was already like twenty-five years old. Gotcha. So he he understood what he wanted to do musically, and I think that's why this record ages so well. It's kind of insane what one older member of a band will do because he's got like, like he's got like a like a adult head on his shoulders and understands yeah. like. No, like, it'd be fun to do all this fucking crazy shit, but, like, 
Like, maybe we chill. And it's all, yeah. And it's also funny that a 25 year old in a band is like a dad role. <laughs> like, right. So, by the time that they're putting out uh, this album, he's like almost 30. 30. Yeah, that makes it. That's like, um, even like Blink, I think, like in What's My Age Again? You know, nobody likes you when you're 23. I think Mark Hoppus was like 27 or 29 or something when that song was coming out. And there was there was like a bunch of times where I was like, oh man, I'm not 23 anymore. Like I can't even sing that song anymore. And I'm like, when that song came out, they were like older than I am now even. Like, uh, right. And uh, I I felt like, uh, there's a grander point there. But but either way, yeah, age age is a funny thing, and especially like. Because in, in this world of music, it's so often like, all right, you're like 20 years old and you're like, or like 19. Okay, here's Warp Tour. And then maybe now you're 20, you're doing like a world tour already or you're support. And then it's like, right. by 23, you should be like very established and like, uh, you know, whatever. Honestly insane. Yeah. The. I feel like that's like why, like honestly, the source of a lot of like uh, angst in my soul is how much as kids I like was looking at bands that we liked, and I'm like, dude, it's junior year and we haven't gotten signed yet. We haven't put out a full length. Like, what am I doing with my life? And like, so for like the longest time, like late teens, early twenties, I was like, I haven't accomplished anything. Like, all of my favorite bands are like. So, so like, almost wrapping it up by this point already, like, I, I think I've gotten over that a bit by now, but for a while it was really, it kind of messed with my head, you know? Yeah, you had very high expectations for yourself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this album, I feel like, goes into a little bit of a lull. Yeah. Uh, up in, from about six, for like six, seven, and eight. Yeah. And then after Collapse, You're Not Alone, then it, like, hits the uh-huh, fucking... Finishes They strong. hit the gas pedal. Yeah. Bada-bing, they're ripping again. I feel like that's, like, a pretty, you know, uh, pop, uh, common formula or, or coincidence or whatever. I also feel like that's the way, like, a lot of just, like, a show goes, too. Like, just the energy of, like, okay, you're going to come out strong... And like just bang out like three, four songs, real, real solid, high energy, and then, and then like maybe talk a little bit, bring it down a little bit, and then like fit, like close out like heavy again. Right. Like. But you, it's like the stuff in the middle. Most of the time is the stuff that ends up being like the next album. Yeah. So it's like totally. that's the stuff that you got to pay attention to because. It's yeah. like that's where they start taking their risks, uh huh. And they're like, okay, well, people, people are not going to be huge fans of this anyways. Yeah, the, like the beginning of the B side is the little kind of. It is so funny when like you hear, and you can you can kind of only tell as a listener retrospectively, but when you like go back to an album that there that is not the most recent album of a band, and you're like. Oh, this song that I thought was a sleeper and maybe kind of is, is where they were heading. And then it's like, you don't know that at the time. You're kind of like, oh, this is a weird, different one. 
but it is like fully the new direction and like sometimes it, then you then you go back and you're like oh this one was actually sick because now I can kind of place it with the rest of that stuff I like but uh, I feel like I always bring up there's one example of a brand new song on your favorite weapon that's like very like kind of subdued with like an acoustic guitar and a little dark sounding and like right to me isn't the best one on that album by a long shot but is like fully what Deja and Tendu is or yeah that's the one with the astronaut right yeah I don't know um yeah. I didn't do a ton of listening to brand new yeah that's the scene that I kind of I did pay attention to that's one that I kind of similar, like you said, I was kind of hip to the singles in high school. And then like maybe four years ago, I was like, all right, every single band that I really respect, like loves brand new. Right. So I'm going to like, I- I'll do my, do my homework here. Uh, but I feel like and a then, lot uh, of bands that I really like also feel the same way about, um, the fuck is it? American football. And oh yeah, there's, yeah. I haven't. There's just something about American football I can't get behind, and I don't know what it is. I haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's. Uh, maybe that's 26. We'll see. Right. <laughs> who? Who fucking knows? Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, a thing that this album does a lot that I really enjoy are punchy fast choruses uh-huh and that's a thing that i've been into for a very long time i you pretty much yeah. got me hook line and sinker or should i say hook line and stinker nice. uh, oh i thought you uh, were gonna say uh hook line and sinner oh that would have been good who is that is that august burns red uh that's texas in july oh gotcha that, deep cut. that's like a deep cut metalcore band that I could almost imagine that drummer being named Adam Green too. Gray, close. There we go. Um, a lot of colors. Check me out, dude. Yeah, I that's saw a, a dude that's walking. That's like pretty impressive for you to even know, because that you didn't Just, give a shit about that band when they were out. Some like C-list metalcore band from 2009. I know the drummer's name. Right. Sort well, of. The drummer did like a lot of. I think the drummer was. Uh, the drum tech for August Burns Red, and that's why they like. Oh, okay. And that's 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 the association. That's funny. Yeah, and as as much as in the grand scheme of things, he was a, a small player. Uh, uh, I'm sure you talked about him constantly in his drum setups and stuff. The other Do- day, I saw a dude wearing a yeah. uh, a Constellations T-shirt. Hell by the store. yeah! Yeah, dude, I saw. I keep seeing band t-shirts that I want to get, uh-huh. but, like, I just can't bring myself to do it right now, mostly yeah. because it's just people are getting canceled left and right. <laughs> dude, I, for real. I don't like, know. I don't, what am I going to buy and then I can't wear anymore? Dude, I bought a Crystalia Life Rips hoodie, <laughs> and he got canceled six days later. Sucks, dude. A that fucking calendar a... week later, he got fucking canceled. That's insane. <laughs> what a bummer, dude. And it's like um, a. It was like I made like a statement, like it's pink. I, like I was like, it was a big move. Yeah, it was a big swing, dude. It was a huge swing, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking stoked for winter to come so I can <laughs> pop this bad boy on. Fucking nope. <clears throat> can't. 
Dude, unreal. Dude, I also saw, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, <clears throat> like, Culture Abuse is over now. Uh, I don't know who that is. They're cool. They're kind of, they're almost like, um... I mean, they were cool, right? Yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, now I hate all of their music, and I think anything they did is fully invalid. But, um, they're, uh... Yeah, they got they got got. Um, <clears throat> forget what I was really. Gonna, oh, they they almost they're they're kind of uh, almost wavesy in a way. They got got a little uh, lo-fi in them. But um, yeah. Oh, what? What's this? Oh, never mind. Never mind. No. Don't. Uh, it's the doctor disrespecting again. He's up over. He's gaining on 500,000 people watching him right now. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's a fucking car sitting in a gas station, so. Can you imagine, dude? Anyways. Uh, yeah, this part in I Never Wanted to fucking the end uh -huh. is yeah. maybe the only part that dates the record. Gotcha, yeah. It's like the can, the I... gang vocals and like right. da, 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 da. You know what? That makes there's like that one um under oath song that has like almost feels like a little like breakbeat like drum part in the bridge. And it's like a little like filtered out kind of oh, thing. Oh fucking they did that so much, it's hard for me to Gotcha. It's uh, it's probably, just like they like super EQ'd out everything, and it's just Aaron right. going fucking nuts for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. To me, that's that's what dates those records for me. Is like yeah. that kind of like little, almost dancey. Like it's crazy how much, and I guess it's it's interesting because like we've talked about like Bill Murray or uh, uh you know similar stuff to that where for some right. reason. People who, even in like the poppier side of heavy music, which maybe is is the caveat there, but transition to making like dancey electronic stuff. Yeah. And to me, that feels sort of surprising, which it is. But it it is also you can trace that back even 15 years ago to one of these albums, and then it's like, oh, for some reason there was like a little bit of that influence in there. Anyways, speaking of bands and them talking about how they feel about their old music, uh, uh -huh. if you haven't seen it, Anthony Padilla, one of the guys mm -hmm. from Smosh, has his own YouTube channel now where he interviews people from different walks of life and okay. talks to them about just like how they exist in the world, like like okay. how how do you how do you do this or like how do you feel about this so one of the uh -huh. most recent things he did was he called it emo band leaders which nice. was such a weird fucking way to say vocalists of fucking emo bands <laughs> um so he has Spencer Chamberlain on which if you don't know is the vocalist for Under Oath cool and he goes that was for the listeners i know you know that um yeah he they were like he said if you could take back what one song what would be the song that you would take back and never make happen and he has okay. a really hard time but he ends up saying um 
down set go, which okay. is some people's favorite. Uh, really, Underworld song. That's funny. Uh, uh, I wonder how often somebody in a band would think that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's like a lot of times where the like the biggest song. Like, I know like Radiohead with Creep. Like, I think they like stopped playing that live for like a number of years because they were like you know what we don't like this one that much right. actually like as much as you want to define us by this song like it's not not the one for us it's not not that great so he when he was explaining why he didn't like it he was like uh-huh. the lyrics are just so fucking corny gotcha. uh, the the Dude. first chorus part uh-huh. uh, the lyrics are I'm a halfwit boy uh, flashing a smile and wearing it all on my sleeve. So cute, so coy. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, that was That's just so funny. fucking dumb. He's yeah, like, yeah. that was such a dumb lyric. And then he goes, Dude. did you write it? And then he goes, no, 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 I'm going to stick that one on Aaron, our drummer. Nice. That's cool. It's funny how much, like, uh, I'm sure so many bands and in general like just can't stand by like early corny lyrics like just like thinking they're being deep as like a kid like just super emo and corny and yeah dude it, even like so a lot of the lyrics on this record are fine but some yeah. of them are like kind of corny but right. I feel like a lot of Seosin's lyrics are really straightforward. They're very, uh-huh. they're like pretty visual. I think he does. Yeah, this guy does like a lot of storytelling. Gotcha. Um. <sighs> fuck me. So I just started. You're not alone. Um, cool. This is this chorus in this song is so grand. That's the only word Very. I could use for it. I almost think I thought of that same word when I listened to it like a couple days ago. That I was like, yeah, it's a big, big sounding. It's the chorus. song is like tempoed down, so yeah. like the drums really like pound, and uh-huh. it's like that's kind of like the driving force of the chorus. Totally. And then like the vocals melodically carry it. The guitars at that part might as well. Yeah, they're kind of just might as well just be like ambience. Yeah, you could just do a like you could, just kind yeah, of like some soft chords on a synth, like. And I think it'd feel exactly the same. I agree. Um, That's interesting. So, but the verses are nothing to be fucking fucked with on this song. No. They're like just very like. Storytelling, like I was just saying, and then like, yeah, the the guitar work is incredible. That's something we should also probably mention. So somebody that yeah, really likes Seosin, huh? somebody that likes Seosin doesn't listen to this record and go, why don't they talk about the fact that both of these guys rip on this record like <laughs> yeah. several times? Yeah, both good. Somehow t- it's almost like we haven't talked about any of the music in a way. Yeah. So <laughs> they. All the guitars are, like, very good. Both the guitars yeah. at this point are incredible. Uh, very much the sound of this type of thing. Like, 
like the intro to voices with the, like the the tapping or whatever. Yeah, or the, it's like, like the little... tapping slide lead with like harmonics and like a bunch of delay on it. Like a I Caught Fire type. Uh... Yeah, I Caught Fire does like almost the exact same thing. Very, very similar, yeah. Um, and that's also one of my favorite songs, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. It's a formula. It's like, <laughs> people are going to like this. One thing I thought when I was listening to this record is I was like, there's no way this vocalist actually sing- sang like this live because yeah, yeah. it seems so challenging. And uh-huh. there's fully, like, several videos of him on the internet, like, looking like he's asleep on stage doing it. <laughs> Like, like not whatever. Like not trying. <laughs> That's funny. Like That's this cool. is just his regular old range. Cove, dude. Um, one thing that I know from the DVDs that I saw a lot, mm-hmm. that I watched, cool, like years ago at this point, are mm-hmm. the drummer. They like a lot of producers would try to be like, hey man, like relax like stop doing so much yeah like in voices the verse drum part is nuts mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you could have got away with just like a four to the floor like or just like a do ta do 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 ta but right. he's totally like doing like double hi-hat hand switch crossovers Crazy. like it's the only way you can play that part yeah unless you're like doing doubles with hands but uh-huh. if you're playing it linearly you have to, like, be yeah, yeah. crossing over. Sick. Which I really enjoy. Anyways. Yeah. If you didn't like how much we didn't talk about Seosin, maybe we'll do translating the name the next time we do a Seosin record. Yeah, we haven't doubled up on bands yet, but I've almost thought of doing that a few times now. I feel like, like doing a, doing a I feel like it's at this somebody. point, we just have to, like, get it to the point where there's, like, n- no choice yeah. for us to... <laughs> yeah. For us to be like, well, we've hit every band that we know, uh-huh. and I, <laughs> yeah. I really think that there's that's... a finite amount of music that I like know well. Like, I always have the same thought, but then it really boils down to that's a fallacy. Yeah, but the the amount of music that I know and know well is, uh huh, just insane. Uh-huh. I dev- I've devoted cognitively at least 20 yeah. years to just knowing music that yeah that's that's truth truths um many so the next episode i think because we kind of yep. talked about it previously yeah we're gonna talk about the new taylor swift album and i know what Dude. everybody who's like maybe a day one on the on the podcast Maybe uh-huh. knows me personally, uh-huh. might be thinking, yeah. Why? Uh-huh. Here's what happened. Yeah, let's hear it. I, I'd like your. My girlfriend to was listening to it a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was like, "It's really good." And I had seen some things on the internet, and I was like, "Is it good, or are people saying it's good because it's a Taylor Swift record?" Right. Right. That's what I was immediately... I was like, immediately I had written it off. I was like, it's just... Yeah. UMG put out some new music and everybody's fucking eating it up. Right. I feel that sentiment. So... I I think that a lot with a lot of things. I felt as somebody who ran a podcast that 
yeah. spouts off their opinions about music, it was my moral uh-huh. duty to yeah, at yeah. least give it a chance. In the spirit of That's the show, good, yeah. even if it was not going to be on the show. Okay? Uh-huh. I got that. Yeah, I got you. And then I, I like listened that. to it, and I was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, totally. It's, And it's pretty good for a massive release from me. Is shining praise. Uh, Yeah, that sentiment. You you got a lot of got a lot of good sentiments here uh, that I that I very much agree with, and uh, I'm I am very excited to talk about the the new T Swift. I'm not sure if yet like yet if we're gonna have a guest on that episode, but we might. Cool, dope. I like it. So, and sick dude. If anybody hasn't heard it yet. The Fairview just put out a new record. That's yep. Jake from a few episodes ago, his band. That album uh-huh. is now out. So go Fresh ch- faced and effervescent. Uh, yeah, I didn't know the name of it, to be real. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we're going to try to have them on soon, but it's like the scheduling is nuts. Yeah, we got a lot of. There's a lot of a uh, lot of schedules to juggle. In but betu- it'll happen in eventually. between you being six hours, yeah. six hours behind, and right. being incredibly busy at the moment, uh-huh. and them both having jobs and lives. Right, and so the jobs will really really get you. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally down to like kind of piss away other responsibilities to get something done. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it, even even with me being like that, it's still like pretty tough to like get this all lined up. But we're gonna have them on For pretty sure. soon. Uh, yeah. As always, stay tuned. If you have any suggestions for albums that we should do, uh, leave them. And yeah, we're open to them. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you know us. If you don't. My Instagram D- DMs are open. Oh yeah, you can uh, you can just follow me, hit me up, and I know I know slide on the DM. I know there's people listening. Listen, I got a fucking <laughs> see you. I got a fucking eye on the analytics. Okay, <laughs> we know the analytics. I I watch the analytics daily. They give us your address. We know where you live. They don't give us the address, but they do give us a roundabout town. Um, yeah, that's very true. Actually. So, yeah, anyways, this has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast. Uh, I've been Andrew. And I was there. And eat less meat and eat more plants. Yeah, that's good.